This is Clearly Christian with Dr. Cy Smith, bringing light and giving voice to our country's single greatest hope while moving the culture to God's design. Our mission, to increase the census of those who live and influence society from a biblical worldview. The time for Clearly Christian is now. Here is your host, Dr. Cy Smith. I'm Dr. Cy Smith, and this is Clearly Christian, a podcast about what it means to see the world from a biblical worldview or to see the world from God's perspective, and also about the impact that seeing the world from God's perspective has on how we train the next generation to live a life consistent with the biblical worldview. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, Why does this matter? Let me give you a couple illustrations. Over the summer, I think it was, or perhaps in the fall, we had a family staying with us uh, from Idaho. They were guests from out of town, and they were roughly our age. And as we were getting to know them that evening in our house, uh, we were talking about our children. And their children were just out of college, uh, grown and out of the house, and telling me a little bit about those uh, kids. And they were very successful. It sounded like they were very bright kids. Uh, One, I think, was an engineer. The other one was in information technology. Sounds like they had a pretty good uh, life at this point. Uh, Very successful, well-to-do, things like that. Raised in a Christian home, always attending Christian church. But as the parents went on and talked about those children, they, with some regret, said, or at least some remorse, that unfortunately, uh, those kids are not living for the Lord. And the comment that the father made, I'll not forget it, but he said this. He said, when they went to college, God was educated right out of them. And that was a powerful statement about the experience that they had at the local state university and where they were at now in walking with the Lord. You probably are aware of right now what's going on or happening or has happened, depending on when you're watching this, at Asbury University. They're calling it Revival 2.0. There was an infamous or a famous, I should say, revival there in the 1970s. And now it seems to have sparked again. And it's certainly being covered by all the major news outlets. Of course, I've seen some coverage on Fox News as well. But they had a regular chapel, if you haven't heard much about this, a regular chapel that started almost two weeks ago on a Wednesday and then spontaneously really uh, morphed into a revival uh, of of a unique kind, uh, with students praying and worshiping and repenting and doing the things that are typical in those revival settings and really uh, causing a, a great many to uh, bring back a right relationship uh, with the Lord in their lives. Asbury is a very normal Christian school. It is not a uh, charismatic uh, school in the sense that they're looking for this to happen or trying to force this to happen in some kind of way um, or really expecting this to happen. Uh, They have chapel Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and this is something uh, very um, unique perhaps in this setting. Matter of fact, I have relations down there. My brother's a pastor there in Lexington, Kentucky, not far uh, from Asbury. My son lives in Lexington as well, physical therapist down there. So I know that setting. My wife graduated from this school. So personally, I have some connections there. As a matter of fact, I even spoke in chapel last fall in September at Asbury. So I know this school pretty well. I know how unique this is. I've also read the stories. I've talked to people down there. The president is a good friend of mine as well. 
And this has indeed impacted these kids in a powerful way. They are um, just thrilled to be used of God in this way. They have branched out and spread this uh, revival uh, to other colleges, as you have probably uh, heard. Many have visited at this time. And so it is definitely impacting their lives. And I have heard story after story about kids' lives being changed as a result of what they've experienced in a regular Christian college. Well, obviously, the point is this. The education that you receive will determine how you see the world, and it will significantly impact the trajectory of your life. And one scenario, raised in a Christian home, going to church, but the education I received never really matched that biblical worldview. And as a result, I was easily led astray and no longer living for the Lord. Now, who knows how those kids at Asbury will turn out? We'll have to see. But I'm putting my money on them in that this experience will certainly determine the trajectory of their life in terms of their walk with the Lord and in terms of where they're moving for the future. Exciting times. And where do you want uh, those children to be? And what do you want those uh, kids to listen to? Well, what is uh, this going to be about? And what do you need to know? Well, today in this podcast, this pilot show, I want you to know more about Christian education for two reasons. For one reason, when you know more, you'll think differently about Christian education. I think the vast majority of Christians in this country fall into this category, and they have a lot to learn about Christian education, uh, as we'll talk about. And secondly, I want you to know more, because when you know more, you can do more. You can take action. You can make a change, perhaps. You might make a change that's more meaningful and more significant than what you've ever done in the past. And so when you know more, you can do more and make a change if you must. So number one, you can think differently when you know more. And then number two, you might eventually have to say no more and we'll make a change. Well, who is this podcast for? Well, I believe this podcast is really for all four of our active generations right now. And let me start with the youngest generation that we have just briefly. Uh, those of you that were born after 2000, you know, you're known as Gen Z. And I talk about that to our students all the time when I lead chapels uh, here at our school. Gen Z, born after 2000. You're currently in school. You might be in elementary school. You might be in high school. You might even be in college or just out of college, perhaps. But you know the kind of education that you're getting you are definitely bright enough to absorb this information and to decide for yourself what's true and what's not true. You are definitely uh, on the front lines in terms of what you're experiencing at this time in your educational career. And so we're excited for you and you need to have that ability to reflect and to own your education. So this is for you. I think I can challenge you in a unique way to think differently about the education that you're getting. And number two, uh, millennials, those of you that were born in the 80s and 90s, chances are good that you're either a going to be soon parent of a newborn or you're the parent of an elementary, junior high, high schooler right now. This is really your sweet spot in terms of being in education, uh, in terms of your children's uh, education as well. And so this definitely speaks to you. You need to know what kind of education is your child receiving? What are they learning? What are they being taught? And who is actually doing the teaching? You have a lot of questions and you cannot uh, afford 
uh, to get this wrong. And we'll talk about that as the weeks go on. So this definitely meets a need for you parents. For Gen Z, those of you, or excuse me, Gen X, like myself, that were born perhaps in the 60s uh, and 70s. Uh, right now, we are in the prime of our careers. Uh, we are the typically the influencers in society right now, or at least we have that capability. Uh, many of us have uh, careers. I'm the superintendent of this particular school. So many of us have careers right now where we uh, can make changes and we can do what's necessary in education to see it through. For those of you like me in Generation X, perhaps born in the 60s and 70s, right now you're really coming of age when it comes to that working career. Perhaps you might have uh, some very young grandchildren in school, or you might still even have some students in school that are college age. So again, like the millennials, you have a lot of skin in the game, so to speak, and you definitely have concern with what education looks like. Looks like, but you also, unlike the millennials, you're probably in your working prime. You could be in your 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s now, and you have the opportunity to really influence education. Uh, you might serve on the school board or you're a community leader, or like myself, you're the superintendent of a school. You know, you have a position where you not only have opinions, but you're capable of moving and changing and influencing the culture. So you definitely need to hear this message and need to stay tuned to this podcast. And then finally, the boomers, those of you that were typically born in the 40s and 50s. And of course, most of you are retired by this point, and you probably still have grandchildren that are being educated uh, to some degree, whether it's elementary school, junior high, high school, or in college. Typically, you're asking at this point, hey, uh, what's my role? What legacy can I leave? How can I help my grandchildren? Is there anything that I can do to help steer them in the right direction. They mean the world to you. I know that. And you are very capable. This time is not done for you yet. You are very capable of influencing society and you can get involved and you can instill into those grandchildren, especially a biblical worldview and challenge them in terms of what they are hearing and what they are uh, seeing and reading and understanding in school. So again, all generations can benefit from this particular podcast and benefit from these questions that I'm asking and asking you to see the world from God's perspective, specifically how it's going to impact the next generation. So if Christian education holds such promise, what is it that we're talking about here? Well, let me open with a couple of chalkboard points that I want to mention so that we can kind of get these uh, right up front, which will be the springboard uh, to what it is that we're talking about today, Christian Education 101. Chalkboard point uh, number one, I believe it's my conviction. And my first guest, which we'll have in episode number two, really was the first to kind of put this out there and said it so well, that it's time that Christians really give their full attention to what the Bible has to say about the training of education and youth. Chalkboard point number one, it's time that Christians really awaken to this material and give full attention to what the Bible has to say. The stakes are just too high. You know, I've long been struck by the number of parents who really, when it comes to Christian principles in the home and the church, they are completely in agreement and they are on board. They make it a priority. But then when it comes to Christian principles in school, eight hours a day, and then with coaches and administrators and all. I mean, this is a huge chunk of your child's life, especially if they're preschool through college. When it comes to education, 
there's principles are either misunderstood or ignored or maybe even rejected for some reason by Christian parents. And I believe that's uh, troubling. And I believe that's a problem, obviously. So it's time that Christian parents really give full attention to, does the Bible chime in on education? And if so, what does it say? And you're going to have to start paying attention to that. Uh, Chalkboard point number two. We've come to the point now in our society, and I think this is an obvious truth, but it needs to be said, that the only system outside of the Christian home and church that will intentionally instill a biblical worldview in your child is the Christian school or something that provides a Christian education, homeschooling, uh, what it may be, right? The only system that's going to intentionally instill a biblical world, it's not going to come from politics. It's not going to come from the media. It's not going to come from entertainment industry. It's not going to come from this culture at large. You're just going to absorb it by chance because we're all moving in this Christian direction. It's not going to happen. Only system outside of the Christian home and church that will intentionally instill in your child a biblical worldview is the Christian school or something that provides a Christian education. So those are the two springboards, the two chalkboard points I want to make right up front. So what is it that we're talking about here with Christian education? Let's talk Christian education 101. Again, if it holds such promise for us, then what exactly are we talking about? Well, you could talk podcast after podcast about this, and that's what we'll do because there are many different facets. And one 20, 25-minute podcast, especially right out of the gate, is not going to do it. But you do need to know some things basic right up front. So I want to give you three convictions right now that we have at our school on the superintendent of Mansfield Christian School, Mansfield, Ohio. I've been here 31 years doing this in Christian education. And so we have several convictions, five specifically. I'm just going to highlight three right now, just to kind of give you an example of what these are. And these were taken largely and adapted from the work of Glenn Schultz, who will be my first guest on our next episode, who wrote kind of the primer on Christian education called Kingdom Education, just does a great job. So Christian uh, conviction number one about education that has its roots in obviously what the Bible has to say. It's our conviction that the education of children is the primary responsibility of parents. And that job is a 24-7 job that carries on from birth to maturity. And it's parents who are going to be held accountable for the education that their children have received. Again, let me say that parents are the ones primary responsible for the education of children. We will be held accountable for the education that they have received. And it's a 24-7 job from birth to maturity. Malachi 2 and Ephesians 6 make it clear that God desires for parents to raise godly children, bringing them up in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And he says this over and over and over in the scriptures. This is an awesome task, and it takes a lot more time and effort than what most parents realize. And I think we're quick to say, well, that just must have been an Old Testament thing, because it talks about when you sit down, when you get up, and when you walk along the way and uh, put these things on your doorpost, and you're, you're just constantly doing these things as if It's all the time in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And for some reason, we stop short of that uh, today. And we believe that that typically ends with salvation, and it does not. 
we exist as Christian schools to partner with families to make sure that happens. Because we know in our culture, that's probably unrealistic for most families, whether mom and dad both work or whatever the home structure is. Most of us, obviously, 90 some percent of the country sends their children off to school. So what we say is, we know this is your responsibility in Christians and schools. So we partner with you to make sure that this happens and to make sure that your child is taught the same biblical worldview that you would be teaching if you were doing it yourself. Much more to be said about that later when other episodes when we talk about the combination of the Christian home and the Christian school as an extension of the Christian home. Conviction number two, it's our conviction, I kind of touched on this already, that the education of children will determine how they see the world. And that lens that they see the world with, that lens has to have Christ as the center in order to lead to true wisdom and understanding. This conviction is central to who we are as Christian schools. Everything we do at our school, Mansfield Christian, is guided by the authority of the scriptures. We believe that everything that's true in life, all truth is God's truth, as they say, everything that's true in life can be traced back to the mind of God. So whenever we remove God from that education, then education always digresses into those empty worldviews or those empty philosophies of man that depend on human tradition. And that's exactly what he talked about in Colossians. Two, in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, he talks about. And then going on, he says, uh, let your roots grow down into him. Then you will be strong. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. That's the phrase that the New Living Translation uses, high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking. And because, again, when we remove God from these things, something will step in and take its place. Education is not neutral. Never buy that particular lie. It's either for God or it's not. And you can't just remove God and assume it will be okay. A student, a naturally inquisitive mind who has a wonderful mind given to him by God will want to interject something there. They can't just walk away scratching their head and saying, well, we'll figure it out someday, I suppose. They will put something else in its place. So will the teacher. So will the textbook company. So will the curriculum. So will anyone's personal agenda because we all seek answers. And number three, it's our conviction that the education of children must be done by teachers whose primary goals are the salvation and discipleship of the next generation. Again, education of children has to be done by teachers whose primary goals are the salvation and discipleship of the next generation. We know as parents and as believers that the most important reason, the primary reason, the ultimate reason for why we even educate children at all is so that they come to know Christ as their personal savior. We want them to read and to study and to learn and to understand the world from, again, God's perspective. That's truth. And so, obviously, salvation is priority number one. But, again, it doesn't end there. Notice the Great Commission in Matthew uh, 28. It makes it clear that we are to uh, call and make disciples, uh, baptizing them and teaching them. In other words, believing and learning. Believing and learning are two concepts that always go hand in hand in the scriptures. And I can't wait to talk to Alan Pugh, who will be a guest down the road, because he's written some excellent books on this very subject. Uh, believing and learning always go hand in hand. It never stops at believing. And then you'll just figure it out along. You always have to teach 
And then we obey those principles that we're learning. So believing and learning always go hand in hand in the scriptures, always connected. And then likewise, the calling of Christian teachers is to disciple children because we know that they are made in the image of God and they bear the image of Christ. These teachers are going to become the living curriculum, as we like to say in Christian schools, because it says in Luke 40, these these students, having been fully trained, will be like their teacher. I mean, this is pretty basic, and we know this. I don't know why we assume that this isn't going to happen. It's kind of like I said with that opener, those uh, young people from Idaho. You will be like your teacher. You will begin to absorb their worldview. They are trying to teach you something. They aren't just spouting information for the sake of getting a paycheck. Most went into the job because they want you to learn something specifically. And if they are convicted that this is truth, that's how they're going to teach it. They're not going to teach it from a real ho-hum perspective. So you pick that up and we know exactly what biblical truth is. You will be fully formed, fully trained, and you will begin to think like your teacher. So those primary goals of teachers has to be the salvation and discipleship of the next generation. Again, those are three basic uh, principles uh, in terms of Christian uh, education, and there are many more. Matter of fact, Glenn Jolts has written, I think there's 13 or 14 now that he's pulled from scriptures. And I've just given you a very, very quick uh, overview, 30,000 feet, so to speak, of some basic Bible verses. But there are dozens of Bible verses that talk about training our children and the responsibility that we have as parents and even as a citizens who come alongside. The bottom line is this, is our culture will be created and driven by our convictions. And your convictions about education will determine how your children see the world. Again, does this matter? Yeah, absolutely. There are many who will tell you that it doesn't matter. And to them, I would say, well, uh, let's look and let's uh, you know see where we're at right now. Uh, let's look at things in the future, issues that are controversial that we need to talk about, of course, uh, rewriting our history what's called revisionist history, looking at the 1619 Project. Where did that get started? Why is that uh, a thing now? The degradation of our founding fathers and our Christian heritage. Why is that all of a sudden an educational issue? Well, you need to know about that. Again, removing God, something else that's going to take its place. So we'll talk about that in later episodes. Then also critical race theory. Uh, which comes from eventually or uh, originally uh, Karl Marx and critical theory. You're either part of the oppressed group and you're a victim here, or you're part of the oppressor group and you're part of the problem. And all of life and all of history and all of even here and now can be divided into those two groups. And so this is how you see the world. Where did this come from and what impact is it having on our children? And how do they see the world? So we'll talk about that upcoming. And obviously this has been uh, an, an issue with our kids and with our schools. Obviously, transgender issues, they're everywhere right now. Preferred pronouns, even my generation, Gen X, we certainly can't believe that we're dealing with this where kids are questioning just the basic realities of their gender, the basic realities of how they've been made, and then asking, hey, I want to be referred to as some uh, someone else or some other gender, or perhaps even a cat or a dog or something that's not even human. And where are they getting this? Well, again, something else is stepping in to take its place. I love the uh, comment that John Stone Street made, and I hope to have him as a guest. He's the president of the Colson Center, and I think all of these things would lead us into believing this comment is true. He said, ideas have consequences. Bad ideas 
have victims. And down throughout history, children have disproportionately been the victims of bad ideas. And boy, we see that plain and center because whenever these bad ideas like those I just mentioned materialize and begin to surface in society, where do we immediately target our attention? Right to the school system and right to the education of youth. Immediately that impacts. Nobody's talking about the change of thinking on Gen X and the boomers or even perhaps the millennials who are out of school. Immediately it's what kind of agenda can we put into the schools and how can we transform the thinking of our youth? Because we know we then will control the future of this country. So back to the purpose. Uh, Why do this? Well, again, as we said from the outset, I believe that the only hope that we have to really turn things around in our country, you and I would both probably agree that we are far from where we need to be as a country and even a community. The only hope we have to really turn things around is to increase the number of adults, increase the number of people in our society who can function from a biblical worldview, and then increase the number of adults, of course, and young people who can truly influence and penetrate society from a biblical worldview and change the culture. And the only way to do that then, is certainly my premise, is to increase the number of people who have a Christian education, mind, soul, heart, strength. They have the whole package. Intellectually, they've been trained to think like a Christian as well. They've wrestled with the deep truths of life, and they get it spiritually, emotionally, and academically and physically, and they are capable of really influencing society. So that's certainly my underlining reason. And I hope that my legacy and my passion and my conviction comes out in this way. I really want to challenge Christians, again, to think differently about this. Uh, My goal necessarily is not to reclaim the culture, as Erwin Lutzer talks about in his book, We Will Not Be Silenced. I thought he said it well. His goal was to reclaim the church, who then can reclaim the culture. And I think I Think along those lines also. I'd like to reclaim Christian thinking on education so that then we will reclaim the culture for Christ and really move the needle. And I think Christian education as a whole can really move the needle because kids have to go to school and the next generation needs to be educated. And that can even be homeschool. So I'm talking to to those parents as well. But as long as we are bearing children and we are educating children, we can then influence society. But if we give up and say, hey, that doesn't matter, we don't need our kids to have a Christian education, well, we're going to continue to get what we have right now, empty philosophies that depend on human tradition that step in, take the place of God, and they make no sense to us at all, and we wonder how we got there. Well, if I've had uh, no biblical worldview training, no Christian education from kindergarten or pre-K, and it can start in pre-K, just ask any of our pre-K teachers in our building, all the way through college and then, of course, into graduate school. And I've never, even as a believer, I've never integrated faith and learning. It's a whole different topic we'll talk about another time. Uh, then it's no wonder that it's going to be challenging for me to influence society from a biblical worldview. My best bet perhaps might be that I am living life as a a believer and doing the best I can from Sunday to Sunday. But if we really want to grow the culture again and increase the number of people who are functioning and living with a biblical worldview, then let's increase the number of people who truly have a Christian education. 
So where are we going? Some topics to consider in the future as we close. Again, we'll talk about Christian Education 101. We'll expand on that in our next episode. Where are we now and how did we get here? We'll talk about, uh, uh, again, the history of education in our country to a small degree, just to position ourselves and why we are uh, where we're at right now. And I'm certainly no authority, uh, but I've read a number of books and talked to a number of people and been around uh, this business a long time. So I certainly give you my perspective and what I'm seeing, what I'm understanding as an educational leader uh, in the field. We'll talk about who these children are, uh, Gen Z, and uh, what makes them tick and how they think uh, the kids that are currently in our classrooms today. What do we make of this transgender issue and preferred pronouns and all those things that I talked about earlier? How should Christian schools exist as an extension of the home? What should they do in relationship to the church? Is this some of the church's responsibility? Where do they stand on the issue of education? And boy, they have changed greatly. I'm excited to talk to some local pastors, youth pastors, and we'll talk about how the church now sees education uh, front and center issue for our society. We'll talk about the influence of the teacher and the curriculum, what to make of school choice. It's becoming certainly a thing all around the country. Can we talk to some political leaders uh, in our local state house in Ohio, where I'm at, and then, of course, uh, nationally around our country and talk about, is this going to be the solution or not? And what should I do as a parent if school choice does indeed come to my state? And then we'll talk about, yeah, how, should, how can I get involved? How can I support these schools? Time, money, are those things that I I can do? Well, I'll talk about all those things, how you can invest in not only financially, but also as a person and how you can get involved in this particular movement, because it does impact all of us. And you probably have an opinion here. And it's something that all of us need to care about deeply. Well, again, as I close, remember, you need to know more here. And I want you to know more. Number one, I want you to know more because you'll think differently than when you know more about Christian education. And reason number two, I want you to know more in case you need to say no more and make a change when you must. And this hopefully will give you the opportunity to do both of those things, to think differently and make a change and say no more when you must. Again, I hope that this podcast is for you, and I hope you find a great, uh, great uh, interest in what it is that we'll be talking about moving forward. And thank you again for watching and listening today. Thank you for listening to the Clearly Christian Podcast with Dr. Cy Smith. Hear more episodes at clearlychristianeducation.com. If you'd like more information about Christian education in your neighborhood, or if you're interested in education opportunities at Mansfield Christian School, or if you agree with Dr. Smith and want to help him in his mission to influence and awaken Christian America, you can send Dr. Smith an email through the clearlychristianeducation.com website. Message him on the Clearly Christian LinkedIn or Facebook page, or call the Clearly Christian Connect line at 419-756-5651. This has been the Clearly Christian Podcast with Dr. Cy Smith on clearlychristianeducation.com. Brought to you in conjunction with Mansfield Christian School. A Brian Media Production.